0: Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Tuesday the 12th of July and as usual with all the information contained in this briefing. It is general advice only, so please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas, or insights in this briefing. And if you're listening to this on a podcast, you can read the disclaimer on our website, marcustoday.com.au. And if you're not yet a member, of course, you can always sign up for a free trial of the newsletter there. Plenty of goodies on the website as well. All right, well, we had a bit of a wishy-washy night again on the US markets. Fears of covid Uh, Fears of the CPI number coming out later this week and fears that the US Federal Reserve will not pause rate hikes despite the economy slowing or seemingly to slow. So a little bit of negativity to start the week off. We have the Dow down 164 points or 0.52%, 31,174. We The Nasdaq down 2.26%, 263 points. 11,373, and the S&P 500, as always, in the middle for Diddle, down 1.15%, 45 points, 38.54. The VIX index up to 6.21% higher, so a little bit of volatility, a little bit of hedging creeping back into US, I guess, in front of that very crucial CPI number. And of course, we do get US results kicking off this week as well with a slew of of their banks are reporting towards the back end of this week as a result of all this we saw our spy futures up 18 points or 0.28 percent but nothing very exciting there i have to say in terms of uh, commodities last night brent crude pretty much unchanged up eight cents 107.10 us dollars a barrel the uh, wti price down 0.69 of a dollar 69 cents to 104.10 the aussie uh, gold price rather was down at seventeen thirty-two point six three, down nine dollars seventeen or point five three of a percent. That U.S. dollar continues to charge much much higher, uh, and uh, certainly that is a factor at the moment. A lot of flight to safety money coming into the U.S. dollar. Iron ore down two dollars uh, eleven, one point eight five percent, one hundred eleven point six five, and the Aussie under sixty-seven fifty, sixty-seven thirty-two for that Aussie dollar. We had other commodities last night eased, uh, but across the board they were pretty mixed. We had copper down 3%, nickel up 1.6%, aluminium down 23 zinc down one2 lead up 08 and tin up nearly 2%, but miners overseas suffering BHP was down 3.5% in ADR terms, Rio down 2.2%, in ADR terms, Freeport down 3.9%, Alcoa down 4.7%, we also saw Techcom down 3.1%, Anglo down 35 Glencore down one2 and Vale down 5.3%, with Arbomile falling nearly 3% as well, so no hiding for any of those commodity stocks overseas last night. Not a good night for uh, commodities, and we did see that yesterday in our market. Our commodity stocks' resources generally were weaker across the board. Here you can see the S&P 500. Probably a lot of talk about Twitter as well, obviously. It's lawyers at 10 paces as Musk is now refusing to buy Twitter, and Twitter is trying to enforce him to buy Twitter. So we'll see how that one goes. But Twitter itself Uh, was down 11.3% overnight on the news that Musk was pulling out because of uh, his excuses. He didn't realize how many bots were on Twitter. Even I knew that there were an awful lot of bots on Twitter. Anyway, US stocks, you can see there by the chart, the S&P 500, bit of a drop at the opening, recovered and then dropped back towards the end with a brief spurt higher to spare some blushes at the close, but finishing down 1.15%. Or nearly 45 points. We had Apple down 1.5%. Meta, the artist formerly known as Facebook, down 4.7%. Google down 3%. Microsoft down 1.2%. Amazon down 3.3%. Of course, Amazon's got its big Prime Day happening. (coughs) Excuse me. Tesla fell 6.5% last night. Netflix down 5.2%. US banks also eased ahead of their results later this week. We had JP Morgan... Uh, was down 1.3%, Citigroup down 1.3%, Goldman down 1.1%, Bank of America was down 1%, Wells Fargo down 1%, and Block, the artist formerly known as Square, was down 5.7%. So that was going to infect our tech sector today with uh, SQ2 falling. As far as major stories go, it was a pretty anemic trading day. I've got to say, our trading day yesterday was pretty anemic as well. Usually you get about a billion dollars worth of trade on the open uh, on the uh, the match out when we go through the sort of the, the chocolate wheel on the open. Uh, yesterday was under 300 million, so there wasn't an awful lot of interest. July school holidays are taking their tolls and also a lot of fund managers at the moment are writing up their end of year marketing reports, so that is certainly taking a lot of players out of the market. And really there's not a lot of conviction in our market anyway to do too much. Uh, so the path of least resistance is taken. And at the moment, that seems to be sell resources, hold the banks for the time being, but um, and the industrials, but resources very much under the cosh. And we saw the Federal Reserve's Bostic confident the US economy can handle another jumbo rate hike. The bond market's starting to price in a sharp deceleration in inflation over the next year on recession fears. Perverse, isn't it? Um, there we go. Chinese factory-gate inflation cools as supply chains improve, but CPI inflation is a 23-month high amid pork price volatility. And the probability of a US recession in H2 has risen, but unlikely to deter the ECB from hiking. Let's just remember that the ECB actually hasn't moved interest rates as yet. They have talked about it, and the German inflation rate is above 8%, yet the ECB still has yet to move. Strange days indeed. And uh, Anthony Blinken has criticized Beijing for backing Russia. He says Biden and Xi to speak again in the coming weeks. And the U.S. Commerce Secretary Raimondo says decision on China tariff rollback will be made shortly. Not sure what they're really waiting for. Maybe some maximum impact on the political scenes, but it's not going to make a big deal of difference to the inflation outlook for the U.S. And the Fed is now widely believed, at least according to some analysts, to unlikely to pause tightening in a response to the economic slowdown if inflation remains stubborn. The problem the Fed has is, although it may be that inflation has peaked, and we'll find out more about that from the CPI on Wednesday, but that if it does come off the peak, it just remains at elevated levels, stubbornly high for a long period of time. That is not a good scenario. And the ECB's Holzman says the bank should increase interest rates by as much as 125 basis points by September. If the inflation outlook doesn't improve, well, good luck with that. And we do get the RBNZ shadow board has recommended the central bank hike by another 50 basis points this week. It is all about central banks raising rates. Some have yet to even move off the mark like the ECB. Some are ahead of the curve like the RBNZ. And Biden seeks to reset with the Saudi Arabians by flanking energy security concerns and need for closer ties with Israel. Hmm. Amazon Prime Day expected to increase sales by 17% year-on-year to $12.5 billion. What to expect today? Well, we have uh, 18 points on the SPY. I wouldn't be surprised to see that evaporate, depending on what the U.S. futures do. As I said, we do have very, very light volumes. We are waiting for the U.S. reporting season to kick off. We are waiting for that U.S. CPI as well to give us some direction but uh, with resources under pressure, no real reason to buy the banks. And industrial is probably going a bit wishy-washy as tech continues to fall. Um, I wouldn't imagine our market to be pretty uh, anything spectacular today at all. Volumes will remain light. And when you get light volumes, it's easy for the algos and the computer trading programs to push things around quite a bit. As far as the yields go, 10 years in the US under 3%, still 299 Australia. Germany back down to 1.24%. That New York Stock Exchange FANG index has now tumbled to 4.5% last night with that VIX index doing well, up 6% to 26. Twitter, obviously the focus, with the lawyers set for a huge payday. Isn't it always true that the lawyers tend to always win? Anyway, that one's going to play out for a long time to come. Stocks, 50 Uh, which the European indice of the 50 biggest and brightest in Europe was down 1%. FTSE was unchanged, CACs down 0.6, DAX down 1.4. And this US dollar index is surging up another 1%. The Aussie under 67.50. And Morgan Stanley says the USD, uh, the US dollar has yet to peak. So that is putting pressure on commodity prices as well. In local news, Shell is to shut down its Prelude LNG vessel after workers rejected a $30,000 a year pay rise. Yes, and JCAP, which attacked Vulcan Energy not that long ago, has now attacked Lake Resources, another lithium play, this one in Argentina, high up in the mountains, and uh, suggesting that the project expenses will blow out and it will be very hard to build the project at such altitude with such a small workforce nearby. So uh, certainly highlighting some of the risks of building some of these lithium projects around the world. And Qantas and Virgin have posted near record flight delays. And Moody's has come out and said that Australia can cope with rate hikes, as the job Trump jobs Trump fears. So they're seeing that the uh, jobs market is still very, very solid, a big shortage of workers still in Australia. And as a result, any rate hikes will not have a massive effect while jobs stay very firm. And the Canadian Teachers Fund, the Ontario Pension Board, has bought a 70% stake in Spark Tower in New Zealand. SPK is the code there. $700 million they paid for that. And Ramsey Healthcare directors have to be focused this week on the KKR deal and probably have to engage with them. That is what the newspapers are saying. This deal has been dragging out for a while without too much engagement between the two parties. What to expect today? Well, we talked yesterday in the newsletter about the cost of timber. Where is the best example of real-world inflation that you have seen? Um, Let's forget the price of lettuces, but where is the best example of real-world inflation? What have you seen that has gone up a huge amount uh, in recent months and uh, is big inflation canary in the coal mine, I guess? Well that's it. Thanks very much for listening. You can head on over to the Marcus Today discussion group. We'd love to have your thoughts, ideas and insights there as always. And if you're listening to this on a podcast, there's three other streams of wonderful consciousness out there. The Marcus Strategy podcast, which is our fly on the wall morning meeting. There's the On the Desk podcast where the team in Melbourne discuss all things financial and my On the Couch podcast where I occasionally a couple of times a month sit down with CEOs, fund managers and people of interest to chat a little bit informally about what's happening, what they think and where we're going. Last week, I sat down with Julian McCormack from Platinum Asset Management and we got his thoughts, which were somewhat bearish on where the market, where the economy is going, with a special focus on the US. So if you haven't listened to that, I would certainly urge you to listen to that. It is very interesting. Julian is a great, great thinker and a very good contrarian. Uh, will give you something to think about, that is for sure. But that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day and may the trading gods be with you.